This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Everybody, welcome into the most valuable sports podcast. Joe Nagy, Brandon Ward joining you here. If you're in the college circuit, hey, happy spring break, y'all. We've made it. I know Joe's out of here like we after it. we're done recording, right? We did it. Yep. Well, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Okay. 7 a.m. Got to beat that snowstorm coming up. Yeah, there is a snowstorm heading up. So if you have spring break plans. Ooh, Safe travels. Yeah, literally. It's about to get a little messy here in the mitten, but great show on deck for you. We got a whole slate of Postseason athletics happening this weekend. Joe, basketball advances to the weekend yep. semifinals as well as potentially the championship game. The Mason Cup begins this weekend as well. Got a whole slew of debates as well. Me and Joe get back to our roots. And we're talking Detroit sports stadiums as well as teams that can win a chip. It got a little ugly on air. Of course, you know me and Joe's ugly. It's I not mean, the same. So but we're trying to keep it as civil as possible. But yeah, punches yeah. weren't thrown. Yeah, but there were punches thrown. I did did hit a chair, and it was not in Joe's direction necessarily, or I'm not obligated to say that on air, but it got heated. So don't have a player or coach interview for you today, unfortunately. They're all on spring break, and we wanted to give them the break as well because we all need a break too. So mm-hmm. we'll get right into the regular show. Here, now we go. We're going to hop right into the Fair State Sports Report. Going to go into some in-depth stuff going over the weekend that's coming up now uh, for a lot of Fair State athletic teams. And once we're done with that, we're going to hop into a little bit of a debate topic about maybe some bright futures in the way for Michigan sports. So we'll see about that. But Brandon... Let's go to ice hockey, I think, first. That's going to be the perfect one. Yeah, ice hockey. So Mason Cup is now underway. Uh, quarterfinal round. So Ferris drawing the sixth seed will take on the three-seeded Falcons of Bowling Green, as alluded to earlier, playing in Bowling Green, of course, as Joe mentioned. Um, it's going to be a, certainly a tough matchup, I think, really on paper. You saw that these two teams uh, really had a hard-fought battle um, just earlier on in February, not too long ago, when they were at Bowling Green. It was a... A fortunate five-point, really, a five-point road trip that we got. It felt like a six-point road trip for how that momentum was just huge for us going forward into the Bemidji mm-hmm. State Series. Um, and then it kind of fell out of the way down the stretch. But either than that, kind of got the rough stuff out of the way, which is good. Obviously, we're in a good situation right now uh, of being able to kind of wipe that hole clean. 0-0 zero, zero going into postseason. Records don't matter. It's who plays the best out of those three days. So I think this is going to be a crucial series uh, when you look especially at the teams in, compa- in the team comparisons between these two teams. Uh, there's certainly a difference between uh, how Bowling Green plays as opposed to how we play. Uh, I mean, defensively, we're not as stout as Bowling Green uh, necessarily as we've given up the most goals in the CCHA this year. Uh, but they're, we're necessarily a pretty, I wouldn't call us a completely aggressive offensive team, but we can get a little streak and we can get hot. Bowling Green plays with a lot of fundamentals and they like to use the runs as well. Um, but they're a team that also can give up some goals and they're, they're pretty, when it comes to really the record overall uh, in conference play, I mean, you can tell that they're, they're pretty much not necessarily completely average team for being around 500, but they're a team that can be above the radar and below the radar. And right now they're playing a little bit above the radar, really going into that last week's series. And then Northern Michigan blew them out of the building. So now they're coming off of just as a disappointing weekend as we were. So, I mean, this is going to be a completely hungry, completely 
all the other adjectives that you can make of all these guys on the ice going up for Bowling Green and Fair State are going to be so hungry to try to score goals. And that's going to make defensively, I think there's going to be a lot of aggression when it comes to how that teams are going to push the pace into the defensive zone. And I think the defenses are going to be the tell of the tale, especially in the first period that can really decide the game coming up in this series. Yeah, um, they are Bowling Green is one, six and two in their last what is that? Nine. So they're on a pretty terrible streak, yeah. I guess you could say, which is not not the best of them, but it's going to be pretty solid for us. I mean, especially for us to be able to go in and be able to upset them like we did last time, Brandon. Um, but it's going to, I mean, it could also mean that they're going to be able to flip the switch real quick and be able to use this postseason and kind of this extended time off a, a little bit to be able to get ready. I mean, it's a three game series, so it's going to be a little bit different of an approach for both of these teams when it comes to game plans. But I mean, I think you're still going to see some really hard nosed hockey. I think we just really got to come in and play solid the first part of the first period. I mean, the first 10 minutes or first five minutes of the first period, I feel like are going to be the most important of each game because we've seen it when we get down early and we have to play uh, as the underdog and we have to play with kind of our feet are like we're backpedaling our back against the wall because there's a sense of urgency that I feel like we try to force way too many things. So if we can hold it down and be able to play really solidly and play so that way we hold on to the puck, make smart decisions. We're not rushed or we're not, you know, trying to feel like we have to do way too much in a little bit of span of time. That's going to be the big thing. And I think Bowling Green too, they haven't been putting up the most goals. They've only been, they only have one, two, three, each loss that they've had, they've only had about two point or two goals in each one, except for their their most recent win against Michigan Tech, where they scored five. And that's really the same thing with us because we're at, I mean, yeah, a five game skid right now, and the, our highest goals have been three against the second game against Northern Michigan. But when you look at it, we've been playing pretty solid. And I think if we just play to the best of our abilities to the point where we're just really consistently battling, I think we're going to be doing all right. Yeah, it's certainly going to be. Uh, really interesting, I think, to see how really the offense is going to respond after kind of going dry a little bit the last couple of games. And I think Bowling Green's kind of the same way. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think Brad Merrick, as well as um, Jason Branshaw, are two I'm looking out for. Really, when you look at Brad Merrick, he had that power play goal in their most recent game. He's been definitely upticking his play after a little bit of a slump um, going on points-wise over the last couple of weeks. But I think Jason Branshaw is one of the most hottest players in the CCHA not too long ago, and he's really kind of went a little cold since then. So I think he, that him and that front line are probably going to be due for a big day uh, against Bowling Green like they did back in early February. So puck drops for that game will uh, is currently, I believe, to be announced, but I believe it's going to be 7, seven, seven. on Friday. And as well, I think it's going to be 6.07 on Saturday. So 7.07 on Saturday for us. And then, oh, it is 7.07. And then we're 5.07 on Sunday. Okay. Interestingly enough, but. You want to hear who else is playing on the season? Yes, the matchups. Take- All right, so each one is going to be the same thing. Basically, uh, sat- Fridays are seven oh seven. Saturday is six oh seven, except for us. And then Sunday, it's a split between five oh seven and six oh seven. The only team that's playing at six oh seven is Bemidji State and Northern Michigan. Other teams playing Lake Superior is t- taking its trip up over to Mankato to play the Mavericks of Minnesota State. St. Thomas is going to Houghton to play Michigan Tech. And then Bemidji State is going to Marquette to play Northern. What a run that Northern had to be able to go from sixth to fourth in the span of two games. I mean, they came in clutch and really played hot at the right time. 
Yeah, they really did. So they'll be a team to watch, certainly moving forward in the Mason Cup class with hopefully the Bulldogs right there with them. So we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, GLIAC tournament preview for second, third, and final rounds. And then a quick little debate about Detroit stadiums. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. Anyway, moving over now, GLIAC tournament time, quarterfinal wins for women's and men's. We went over the early Thursday games, or I should say the Wednesday games um, earlier on in the show, um, which if you did miss, by the way, you can check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as the full show um, that we air also outside of just the radio portion so that you can stay tuned for that and subscribe. But uh, when you look at these two teams, I mean, obviously the women already made the shocking upset. They're obviously in the driver's seat. Now they're going to be taking on a tough Michigan Tech team. And as much as I was really kind of scared skeptical of, man, if we're going to take on this Michigan Tech team, uh, looking kind of like the last couple weeks ago, I mean, after that win, really, on Wednesday, like, I'm feeling pretty confident. I mean, last time we played this team, uh, we were able to uh, uh, get a victory at home, so it's definitely hard to play up in Houghton, and we learned that, but I mean, we beat this team last time we played them. And I think that's going to be huge confidence booster uh, going, especially into uh, this upcoming weekend. I mean, you saw a really good game all the way around um, from a lot of different players. I mean, the diversity of scoring was huge. I mean, Kenzie Bowers had 20 points. She went off in that game. Mallory McCartney was great with 14. Chloe Idoni has kept her crazy run going with 27 points. So, I mean, you saw that dominant play from that starting crew, and they really took over. They really limited Alyssa Nelson. She only had 24 points, but compared to some of the numbers she had earlier this year that's a good hold um and they especially limited everybody every other player around them so i mean huge huge for the program as joe likes to mention for that yes, upset and now it's going to be against michigan tech you're going to have to stop their three-point shooting because they're going to want to let it fly and they're certainly good at making those kind of shots yeah absolutely and i mean especially when you travel uh michigan tech as we mentioned many a time on this podcast before, their fans are incredibly, incredibly devoted, and it's going to be a tough one. But I still think we're going to be able to do pretty well. I mean, last year, we were in the same spot. We didn't really have the best seating going into the, into the GLIAC tournament, but we were able to go all the way through and upset GV at their place and do the same thing to a lot of other teams. So this Michigan Tech team is going to be a, a great test. I feel like it's going to be pretty solid. Saginaw Valley, too, is also going to have a test against Grand Valley. Um but hey, a five and a six seed, who would have thought that there would have been two upsets there uh, for, for the second round of GLIAC playoffs? Hey, you never know, man. It's, it's always about who plays the best in March, and that's what creates all yes, the sir. madness. So 4.30, the tip-off on Saturday uh, for the women's game. The men's will start actually earlier at 3 o'clock against Northern Michigan, virtue of a big comeback win against Purdue Northwest. And I think we're playing Northern again. And of course, um, that was probably one of the craziest games of the year that we saw not too long ago at the end of January when that game went into overtime. Um, but I think it's going to be limiting Max Jorglin. It's going to be really, I think, overall controlling the tempo because Northern Michigan's a team. They're, they're a flamethrower type team, too. And we saw that, especially in that first half. They lit 48 up in that first half to really get us on our heels. And then obviously that second half, we kind of came back and made that run there. Um, Dylan Culls also a very good player for them. Um, so he's going to be one to watch. But, I mean, you saw what Solomon Oregbu has been able to do. He's really been playing solo ball right now, and he's got the ball in his hands. Uh, I think there's still a lot of good opportunities for other guys to get involved, uh, and I think they're going to look at that in the game plan um, and the film coming up for this weekend. So getting a lot of our shooters involved, I think, is going to be huge. I mean, we saw Ben Davidson had a big day um, as well. Ethan Erickson's been kind of a little bit on the skid as of late, but I think this could be a game he lights it up, especially that we're going to be at Wink. That's absolutely huge for our team shooting-wise. One of the best teams in the nation when we're shooting at home. So uh, I think that's going to be really a game of who's going to be able to bring the fire extinguisher when either team. Michigan Tech upset 
Wisconsin Parkside? Uh, yeah. Did you not Shoot. see the paper? Uh, no. Whoa, <laughs> snap. Yeah, there's home basketball this weekend at Wink wow. Arena. So you might be listening to this right now. You can Big still time. have time to scoot on over there after this is done airing. Huge for the boys. Yeah, so we're going to be in a driver's seat right now. And that's, I mean, thank you to Michigan Tech because they were the eight seed we wanted to upset Huge, from. And they man. got it. Huge. That's sick. Yeah. I did not think that Michigan Tech had it in them. I don't think anybody else them. did. Yeah. Good for them. I Big believe time. Is that the second or third year now we've had an eight seed upset in the Gleak tournament? We unfortunately were on the wrong have, end. It might have been. I can try to look it up too. Real yeah. Quick I know we were on the wrong end of that last year. Thanks to Davenport. Um, but I think really, I think there's an opportunity for all these teams. I mean, we saw, I believe, another upset as well. Grand Valley beating, um, I believe, the four seed. I think that was uh, Wayne. No, it wasn't Wayne State. Um, but I think I'm really blanking on who the team was right now. Um, but I'll think of it here in just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, Grand Valley beat as the four seed. They were the five seed and they advanced, but I can't uh, even Lake remember. Lake State. Lake State, thank you. Oh my gosh, that one slipped my mind. Yes. Um, so we saw two upsets in the first round from both sides of the tournament, but I think that just shows you how crazy March can get. It's not about how you play in the regular season. It's how you play as of late that really helps you out. Last three years, it has been, been. An eight seed. Yes. There's a Saginaw Valley State upset Wayne State yeah. uh, back, in, back in the day. Look back out. when Ashland was in the GLIAC. Correct. That's a while ago. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, maybe we did put ourselves in the right spot being the two seed. Maybe. I think I think that's the right spot. Undercover thinking, maybe? I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, that game will be tipping off at 3 o'clock as well as a potential championship bid on Sunday for both teams as well to be announced on the times of those games. But... Here we are debating Michigan sports, as Joe mentioned, but more specifically the best stadiums to watch Michigan sports at the pro level here. And Joe had a pick for a stadium that I was not expecting. You were, yeah, either. you were a little, a uh, little taken aback by. I was. I was surprised by. It. I love Comerica Park. Okay, Comerica Park. I mean, it's a, it's an amusement park. You got the Ferris wheel, the carousel. You got entertainment you got the game you can also go to the batting cages you got arguably one of the best food that you ever have i mean you got tiger tracks ice ice cream great ballpark food you're outside having a blast five you can go anywhere in the stadium you don't really like you can go lower concourse upper concourse you can go anywhere there's no like once you have a ticket you can go wild and you can go for batting practice too there's not a lot of other stadiums in the whole mlb especially in everywhere else that you can kind of go down and not really have to like say anything about it because even with lca if you get there early and you say hey i want to go down by uh um the glass for warm-ups if you don't got a kid with you they're saying no no way <laughs> i was i'm yeah i'm 19 i want to go buy the boards to go see the warm-ups and the guy wouldn't let me go down so you mr stewardess or whatever whatever your name is mr usher get out of here uh, america park's the best there's way there's so many good things about it and there's not really any downsides yeah, I except the whales. The whales are getting taken away. That so. was actually the worst thing that could happen to Comerica Park was taking whales. away the whales. Save the whales, doggone it! But my pick would not be Comerica Park, Joe. Unfortunately, I'm gonna wow. go with LCA. It's the newest one that's built. Yeah, I know you can give me slack for that. I'm a big Ford Field fan too, but I think LCA with the whole bowl design, that modern vibe, I think really fits the venue really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a whole pizza for $25. You can. I mean, for me being lactose intolerant, that doesn't help that much, but I mean, I think just the overall, um, the whole entertainment aspect, I mean, you have the upper level seating, you have the gondolas, which I've gotten to sit in. Those are really freaking They're pretty cool. clean. 
yeah, just going and looking straight down, it looks very weird. And I would encourage anybody that sees those to take those off the upper decks because the upper decks are really hard to see. But, um, and that's not necessarily saying that's a I was just saying, I don't think the there's design. a bad seat in the, I don't really think there's a bad seat in the house. Right. And that's why I like that because I think there's other venues where you get bad seating. It really prohibits your experience. Little Caesars, however, they have everything encompassed. I mean, the on ice, on uh, court entertainment, the whole sound system. I mean, it's a true experience. That and is I, and the, I love I will, it. The only reason I didn't say LC because it's the most expensive out of every one of them. Yeah, because that's they got They got to pay off everything. I think like it's worth it. I mean, also, if you go to a pro sporting event, like everything's going to be way upcharged, but I'm not going to pay 25 bucks for a soggy cardboard pizza from a Little Caesars vendor. No shot. What? Well, I don't either, but I think that the arena's what? cooler. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I'd rather have Tiger Tracks ice cream and be outside. Okay. But I like to be inside watching hockey, having a water and a bag of chips. There's so, dude, but that's the thing. You're so limited to what you can do at LCA. Well, it's that's because of game. my, that's because of my allergies for A than actually the venue itself. There's like a museum on like concourse at Comerica Park. If you, in between innings before, you can show up like two hours before game time and have so much stuff to do before. You don't even get bored. So yeah, they have that LCA too. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you have got statues. The statues around. You have like a couple things, like in the corner, I guess. Yeah, you have like all the shops that you can go into. You can go into yeah, all the connected at, at restaurants Park. that are right there inside there's the arena. Like America Park. Inside of it, I, like there's not like you can't like sit. It's like, more like a food court. What? I mean, that's kind of it's a glorified food court, is what LCA is. I mean, stop being a, not a fan of tradition. What? Reject modernity. No, I'm saying reject okay. it. Then put your walls back and not have to because you're now going modern with Comerica Park. No, no, put your no, walls no, back. No, 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 oh, no, 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 okay, no. calm that down. I don't do nothing. Oh, that whatever. We get new lights and you think you can spin my argument back. Hypocrisy. On me. You no. set it out of no. your own mouth. Side note though, I'm very excited for those lights because it's gonna add a couple, it's gonna add a new little, little feel to it, I feel like. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's gonna be sick. Hopefully we do like what the Phillies did where they make the field all red or like all like blue or something. Ooh, that that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Either way, finishing out the show here, got a couple minutes to wrap it up. Me and Joe are talking all fair about what team from Detroit, from the mitten, has the best chance of winning a pro sports championship. Uh, and I almost threw a chair. No, I'm not actually literally, but I thought about it um, because Joe believes that it is not the Lions as a team that could win the chip first. You sleeper. Explain. It's a sleeper, but I think Detroit Red Wings have a solid chance. Okay. To be able to really make some noise in these next two years and possibly be in a chance to win the whole thing uh, in about three years or so. Because if you look at it, we're about, what, two games outside of the wild card spot. We've been playing pretty solidly. And now, especially with who we have developing and the guys that we're re-signing, the offseason is when Stevie Y is just going to go absolutely electric. And especially with the upcoming draft, he's going to go even more. And I think now, especially, I mean, if we don't even make the playoffs, our draft stock is going to go that much higher, especially with us trading trading away Tyler Bertuzzi. We're getting a 2024 first round, 2025 second round. It's going to be a situation where I think it's going to culminate to a really, really solid spot of success. Most siders just going to get better. Uh, Raymond's just going to get better. I mean, you have Fabry, who's kind of middle of the road type yeah. deal, but he's a guy who's been a, been a sleeper to be able to get some goals. I mean, he's been able to have some pro, uh, production that a lot not, not a lot of people have been able to have. I mean, you look at Dylan Larkin these past, what, 10, 15 games when he, that contract extension was on the line. 
He was playing like Brian Wayne Gretzky. He was scoring whenever he wanted to, and he was playing with a fire on him. If you get to playoff hockey, and if you get to playoff hockey now with the young guys that we have, that's just going to light a fire that's just going to go even crazier. I will say, with you bringing up the lines about how you think they're going to go far, I think it's going to be a one-two punch. It's going to go Red Wings and right after his lines. That's the one thing. I was kind of teetering back and forth, but I think Red Wings have a chance, especially with how the uh, what is it, the Atlantic Division that we're in. I think that we're going to be pretty pretty solid and pretty straight up. Okay, I can respect that, but I think the Lions, I think, have a better chance, and there's a reason why. I think the road to opportunity for the Lions is much more wide open than it is for the Red Wings because I think when you look at the teams um, that are really in the Red Wings' way um, to win a cup, which I don't think necessarily I'm counting them out as a team that could run from the bottom as an underdog. I think that Stevie Wine, that crew, and that coaching staff can do that. But I think what the issue for me is when you look at some of the teams, especially in the Atlantic, um, that make things so hard uh, when we're talking NHL, is we're going to have to try to get above the Maple Leafs, the Lightning, the Bruins, which, I mean, we're within four games. Yeah, kind. Yeah, we're within maybe 14 points. I'm, I'm just not quite sold as them being a top three seed. And I think that's the only way you can really build yourself because I think when it comes down to it, I don't think it's necessarily – that the best team wins that series in this, especially in NHL hockey, because it varies so much compared to some other sports. But I think the road to get there um, is going to be so much harder. And you have a lot of these teams that have kind of solidified themselves in that perfect spot within that division that they're going to get out of. The Lions have an open door. I mean, they're going to have to try to compete um, against the Eagles, the Cowboys, um, and the Vikings were a three seed last year. I mean, come on. Like, this is an open division. Uh, the NFC, I should say, is a conference, excuse me. And I think that's going to bring a lot of great overall ability for the Lions to be able to reach the Super Bowl. And that's why I think they have a greater chance of winning them right now. I mean, they're the team everyone's betting on. So I'm going to pick that. But I think the Red Wings are a little bit behind. But I got to disagree with you, Joe. I think the Lions are going to be that team up. I think the, the one thing about the Lions, though, they have to draft well or do something or do something to be able to get that secondary a little bit better. That's the main reason why is because, yeah, we can put up 30 points or something like that. But the only thing is, is, is that they're going to be able to have to try to defend and stop teams from scoring 35, which a lot of the games last year was not really the case. I mean, well, I mean we're going to make that defense better, though. I, mean, I don't doubt we will, but that's going to be the main thing. And if we don't in the next two years, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, I guess when you look at it that way, I see that, that we're spending this whole offseason on defense. I think that's going to make that defense the, I, that yeah, good. That's what they should do. Will yeah. they? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I have faith, John. I don't know. I mean, you're on the Stevie Y plan. I'm I have on the faith Brad too. Holmes plan. Hey, I have faith, Honolulu too. I'm just saying that. I'm just... I'm just saying that that's been a problem for a long time. and We haven't even been able to fix it. But this is not the SOL. This is the new Detroit Lions. Hey, I want to sip on the blue Kool-Aid, too. I'm Come just on, saying. man. Join the, me. I don't know, man. I might have to sip on the red Kool-Aid. Okay. Well, we're going to have a uh, beef off here. We'll get you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in to the MBSP. I'm going to go sure. have a nice Little Sears pizza to celebrate. Okay. You need to calm down. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe. I'm going to go get in my Ford Escape and I'm going to drive out of here. Oh, Be man. sure that you subscribe at the MBSP. Follow us on social media and be staying tuned until next week's episode, 3 o'clock, same place, same time for more banger content. So until next time, take care, everybody.